we got a 211. Someone's trying to heist my intelligence. I'm Justin. It's good to check on the Millennium Films Group. I guess. I'm Sam. Uh, I'm drinking berry beer. I, I don't have anything witty to say because I'm still recovering from all of the holiday business. I'm Jackie, and this is 211 with Nicholas Cage on Stink of Madness. Hello and welcome to Stinger Madness. We are back from a lengthy holiday break. It's been almost three weeks since we've put out an episode. Actually, it's been three weeks on the nose uh, due to the holidays. I hope everybody out there listening had great Christmasing and great New Yearsing. Uh, we did. I hope somebody got super drunk and fell down. I'm sure out of the 30 people that listen to this podcast, one of them fell down. Probably Sam. I did not fall down. <laughs> mm, unfortunate. That's usually your thing. You, you know, you tumble down stairs. Sure. Uh, uh, that I that qualifies. Fell on some ice a few weeks. That's a, right. Months, month ago. Month ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Fingers okay. still hurt pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 shocked that it wasn't you. Uh, it, I, I've fallen down twice, just, just really close together. So now I'm the fall down. You're guy. the fall down. You're the fall guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be awesome. I was a fall down guy, which is not awesome. <laughs> this week, hey on, Justin, on... How's, how's how's your rash? Uh, what? Yeah. So, just in case the listeners didn't know, or we haven't for- forgotten to mention, Justin and I got a two man blow up hot tub. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. No, there's no rash. Jesus. You, you, you come in. Here's how you preface that. Like, oh, so we're so cool. But also Justin gets hot tub rashes. That's not how you sell the hot tub. Come on. That's what you get for going out alone. Jesus, dude. You got to make it sound. No, I don't, I don't have a hot tub rash. <laughs> that you're willing to admit yeah, exactly. well, on air. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about rashes on this podcast. Gross. Nobody likes rashes. We use, we use bromine in our hot tub. I wish it was called something besides bromine. bromine. That's what we used to. Because it sounds awesome mm-hmm. if you're stupid, but it's actually just like the lightest form of chlorine. It's just like really gentle. Yeah, I actually think so that uh, it doesn't uh, aggravate your skin or your eyes. Yeah. I even think though if you're like dunking your face in your hot tub, you're probably doing it wrong. You're doing you're definitely doing it wrong. Um, I yep. think that actually, because this is a super cheap hot tub, right? It's an inflatable jobber and you're getting it from China, shipped through Walmart, all that crap. I'm guessing. Is it the one from coming to America? Probably. Uh, I'm guessing that the temperature gauge shorted out and actually like made it way hotter. I think I actually scalded myself rather than getting a rash. Cause when I got in it last night, I was like, holy crap, this feels hot. And then later I'm like. It's not itchy, it's burny. Like, I felt like I burnt my skin a little bit. There so. could be all sorts of things. It's, 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 uh, you said it's probably from China, so you're working yeah. with a uh, low grade plastic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and chemicals combined. What could go wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, skin coming off, I, which is what happened. So, there you go. Uh, this week on the podcast, though, we got a Nick Cage movie currently streaming on uh, Amazon Prime. 
uh, from 2018 called 211. It's a 211 in progress. Uh, Sam, what can we do about this thing? I do have a minor amount of boring bullshit, but I'm going to start with accusations. Oh, no. Oh, my God. This is Accusations. He who cast the first stone. Avi Lerner had a cameo in this film. I accuse him of trying to or sleeping with the booby lady waitress. I'm I'm good with that accusation. That's very Avi. Uh, why was she it's in this very movie Abby. other than being top heavy? Yeah, and she doesn't die either. She just gets to kind of get her cleave out every uh-huh. once in a while uh-huh. for way too many times. Accusation. Well, if you watch the scene where you think that she almost dies, uh. She's outside having a cigarette, and when the explosion behind her happens, she doesn't get, like, blown to safety. She just kind of topples over. And I think it's just, like, she was teetering on the edge the whole time, just in life. Like, I'm about to fall over because of these oh, huge no. cans. Oh, no, she's got, she's got then, some balancing points on the back end. She had a pretty big, nice ass, too. Okay, well, that blast was just enough to just make her kind of just go thunk face first. She was insulated enough that it didn't harm her. Yeah, she just bounced right back up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, I'm just saying the lady had a great rap. Yeah. <laughs> As Abby obviously thought so too. Yeah, and I think that he's probably not because he's probably trying to because he's 75 now. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, accusation. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage needed to pay his Four Seasons bill. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's why he took this job. <laughs> he did. He did too for Abby in 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. Nick, you got to pay your bills. All right, fine. fine I'll do this. Go. Only if my kid can be in it. That's right. Accusation. Okay. Weston Cage could be the next Chris Mitchum if he gets his act together. Man, that'd be nice. That'd be great. I totally. It'd be great. Wait. Which one totally. was his son? The big dude on the bad guy team. Yeah. He's got long hair. Oh, with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, with okay. the goth hair, yeah. Weston. Yeah, all right. Weston Cage. He's not Weston Coppola. Weston. He tried Weston Cage Coppola. I think he's actually trying Weston Cage Coppola, like that's going to help. Because he did a horror movie where he front bills it um, with the old lady from the Annabelle movies. Whatever those shitty horror movies that you guys watch that I don't watch. I definitely the- do not watch those. From uh, Kingpin. <laughs> Her. Yeah, she yeah. comes up all the damn time. <laughs> She's on the cover, but he gets front billing somehow. Okay. Right. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, he could he could do it. Yeah, let's go there. Um, I also accuse some of the actors that look like they shouldn't be in a movie of being just tight with Avi or cousins or something. Mm-hmm. And Ori Pfeiffer's only in Millennium Films, the main bad guy. So maybe he's okay. got some affiliation. He's an Israeli as well. Um. He kind Abby's of seems pretty like sore uh, with Israel. Oh, go ahead. Like, like you were just saying, uh, what's his name? The, the bad guy, Ori Pfeiffer. Ori Pfeiffer. He seems like another guy that is always but a it, bad guy as well, but not in Millennium films. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the hell his name is or what he's in. Somebody out there is like, oh yeah, I, I, I thought he was that guy too, but he's not. Uh, not like uh, the guy that played Leon the Professional. But like that guy, like the second. Well, he's like that five nine can grow a good beard. Uh-huh. 
put on a bulletproof vest guy. Has a distinctive accent. You're a villain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, blue eyes. Yep. I know I know who you're talking about, but I don't know who he is. That ends my accusations. Oh, bummer. Oh. That's too bad. Did you did you spy I mean I couldn't be sure, but there's one shot where the hostages are getting evacuated towards the end. And I was like, that's Avi Lerner. What the fuck is he doing here? Yeah. Because this movie was shot in Bulgaria. This is where mm-hmm. the boring bullshit starts. Um, did you notice that the bank was having a Thanksgiving sale? No, it didn't. Why so do you should have movie in Bulgaria. Bul- I don't know do because sell? there was a coffee shop. There was indescript buildings that uh-huh. didn't have signs. And then there was the bank. But on all the light poles, there was like a Thanksgiving sale. So I'm guessing it was the bank that was having the Thanksgiving sale because the coffee shop couldn't afford those pole banners. We got we checks for Sandra- 20% off. Was like, oh, this must be in California. I was like, no, this is in Bulgaria. Buy uh, one savings account, get one savings account half off. What does a bank sell? On Thanksgiving? Or anytime. I don't know. You could, if you, there was a time in Denver, according to Michael Moore, which that's, you know, disputable at this point, that sure. you could start a savings account with X amount of money and walk out with a shotgun. So, <laughs> I guess. Maybe you get, know. you start a uh, $2,000 savings account and you walk out with a turkey. I, my first checking account that I ever had in my life was at a bank that I don't even know if exists anymore. It's called Home Federal. Uh, and this fell around. Okay. I got a cooler. Uh, I put in $50 and they gave me a cooler. I still got that goddamn cooler. Yeah. I've opened a bank account and gotten free shit. Like what? You're right. Like promo stuff. I think I got a a barbecue set. Ooh, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't, I didn't have to like open it up with, I think I opened it with like 10 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Here's your barbecue set. And you're like 18 and you're like. What am I going to do with a barbecue set? I gave it to my dad. There you go. I've only had one bank account. Okay. And at one point, I went in to the bank, and they were like, you need a checking account. This is a savings account. You're an adult man. Uh You've had this savings account for X amount of time, and you can only get money when you come here. You need a checking account. And I was like, but I already know my bank account number off the top of my head. (laughs) And she said, I'll just turn this account into a checking account that is free. And I said, okay. So I've never had a different bank account. Wow. That is uh, consistency. I'm sure, I'm sure if, if you were a single man, Sam, you could go into the bars, tell ladies that, and they'd be like, now that guy's got security. And then they would be like, "Mm mm-hmm, I'm in. That's your, uh. That's your new pickup line. Ladies, no. I know my checking account number. <laughs> no, because he's only got a checking account. He doesn't have a savings account. And oh, that's I have a savings he... account now, too. That's yeah. I lied. But they're linked under the same account number. The, the savings account does have another number, but it's all it's and I have a credit card, too. But whatever. These ladies at the I've bars had the same now. bank account since I was 16. Yeah, oh, man, you you are dropping panties right now. <laughs> Yeah, because a savings account and a credit card equals a really nice engagement ring. Not if you're Sam. That's what <laughs> that's what ladies think. New shotgun. <laughs> yeah, new shotgun. <laughs> okay. All right. To if 11. I lived in Denver, I'd get that right? shit for free. Yep. <laughs> they have shotgun weddings at the bank. Uh, the director of this film is named York Shackleton. York Some would know Shackleton. York Shackleton. 
Because York Shackleton was one of the first pro snowboarders ever signed to Airwalk. After What's he... Airwalk? Oh my God, Jackie. What's magma? What is it? She, she's not a snowboarder, Sam. She's not. She, she well, didn't even skating. She that didn't was even know thing. anything about DC shoes because uh, uh, Ken Block just died. She was like, what's we DC shoes? did this on the podcast yeah, during the Brolin skate yeah, thrashing. Right? Those yep. airwalks that had the spider webs on them. I had the same fucking shoes mm-hmm. because they pumped so many of them out that they went into clearance. And the only reason I got them as a poor kid was because they were like 20 bucks or something like that. Right. Those were the airwalks. They had like a weird bird looking thing on the side instead of something awesome. The airwalks were actually really good shoes. My daughter has a pair of airwalks right now. It was kind of a teary moment. I was like, you want to try these on? And she's like, yeah, I don't like any other shoes here. And she put them on and they fit. And she liked how snug they were around the ankles. I'm like, you really like those shoes? And she's like, yeah. It's like, I had the same shoes when I was the same age as you. York Shackleton. Cry, Dad, cry. York Shackleton was also the captain of the HMS Jolly Rogering. I don't know if you guys knew that. What's that? Magma. (laughs) Magma. (laughs) York Shackleton. He doesn't sound like the type of guy that invents skate shoes. He sounds like like one of those stuffy guys that Captain Jack Sparrow is trying to get away from. He doesn't invent skate shoes. He's when Airwalk decided to transition into making snowboard boots as well. Mm-hmm. One of the first and all snowboarding stuff that wasn't just because Airwalk's a skating company. When they decided to transition into snowboarding, one of the first people they signed. So he must have been pretty good if they're trying to break into that market was York Shackleton was a pro snowboarder yes. before he was a film director who's done like... 10 or so films that seem unnotable that he just did one with Guy Pierce where Guy Pierce like old man sheriff. So I might check it out. Okay. All right. You like Guy Pierce? I like old men. I'll fair, check it out. Fair enough. Uh, you'll like old man Guy Pierce if you like old men because he's still like Guy Pierce. We actually have streaming do's and don'ts on this episode and we will be talking about Guy Pierce later. Oh, uh, Avi uh, is. Go ahead, Zach. I've, Jackie. I've, I, I want to talk about this old man business for just a second because confessions, confessions, confessions. Okay, that's too many. Okay, so we were at this New Year's party and I was super drunk and there was this old guy there that kind of looked like a basset hound. And I thought, I'm going to make his night and tell him he's handsome. And then I was like, and then I knew that I drank too much and disappeared from the party. <laughs> Good story. That, that was my old guy story. <laughs> good good yeah. thing we hit the brakes. Stop the presses, everyone. Urge! Jackie told an old man he was handsome. <laughs> Miss Lippy's car yeah. is green. Yeah. yeah, that was a Miss Lippy's car is green. <laughs> okay, back to 211, Sam. Uh, Avi, this is the last of it. Avi is 75, as I mentioned a mm-hmm. bit ago. Um, Millennium, did you notice how shitty the Millennium animation was at the beginning of this? It's, it's always been that shitty, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, with the wire transfer crap. The 2D Millennium no. Films thing was better than this 3D gumdrop bullshit that they had. Like, Millennium's, he's had, like, three or four, like, under companies that he's used for bankruptcy purposes. He did four movies in 2020, including Jolt, which was 
pumped through Amazon. Probably okay. got some money for that. Did you guys watch it? Because I did not. Did not. No. Back in sale. Supposedly yeah. action. Really good artwork. No one watched it. Okay. Similarly, the same year, The Protege with Jackie Q, which she was hot at the point. The hot commodity. She's hot all the time because she's a hot lady. Sam L. and Michael Keaton. Hmm. I watched that. I okay. Not. Was that any good? I actually did enjoy that one. Okay. It had a nice twist at the end. All right. Which I didn't see coming. So I was like, oh, usually these things are really fucking predictable and stupid. So what you're telling us is that Avi's batting, because that's two movies, and one movie had a 33.33% success rate on putting it directly in front of people. He's batting low right now. Mm -hmm. So low that he only did one movie last year. It was a horror movie through Israel. I guess he was griping because he never gets good reviews in Israel, so they did a movie specifically and probably got bad reviews in Israel. <laughs> um, and then this year, the only thing on Millennium's docket is Expendables 4, oh which boy. is a thing that is happening, I guess. All right. I saw a poster for that on Facebook, and it's got like fucking everybody that was anybody in action star films from like the 80s and 90s. All of them are on this thing. Yeah, the third one was pretty chock full of dudes, and uh, it wasn't good. They say they're going back to an R rating for four. Good. Okay. Good. All right. Let's get to the chopper. Maybe we'll uh, be making uh, a couple field trips this year. Stallone is not Statham's main billing. Stallone's at the bottom. I think he's getting a Cameo. featuring yeah. Sylvester Stallone yeah. as the former star of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm, bummer. I mean, I mean, fine. But he, he, fine. He's, he's getting pretty old. Yeah, he's getting pretty old. Well, you know, he's great in Tulsa King. Jackie I really, like really like that show. We couldn't go an episode without her bringing it up. Hey, I didn't bring up Stallone this time, okay? My stupid thing with Tulsa King is in the first episode, they're like, this hot lady's like, how old are you? And he's like, 74. He's not 74. Like, that's just, it's like, for the character, it's okay to cast him as actual Stallone's age. Which is like sixty eight or something like that. He's like, I'm ninety seven years old. No, you're not. You're old, but you're too old to be doing action stuff. But come on, you don't need to. Sylvester Stallone is seventy six years old. God damn it! I am actually pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Why are you saying that link? That's the only Stallone shit I've been watching. Fuck, is he his looks great podcast. for seventy six. That's yeah, insane. The only Stallone shit I've been watching is his daughters did a podcast where they had him on it where he kind of opened up about his childhood and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they finally got views on their YouTube channel and their podcast. So he came on it a few more times. And I, you know, I, I'm, his kids seem nice, but mm -hmm. watching them talk about his life has been very entertaining and he's a super interesting guy. Yes. Yeah. I uh, greatly look forward to his uh, forthcoming biography that he probably hasn't started. I would get on that soon Stallone. Cause I'm sure your heart is the size of a watermelon. And I'd like to read that book. It turns out I thought I, was only, I thought I was only 67, so I thought I had more time, but uh, I guess I don't. Got the numbers backwards. Yeah, whoopsie. <laughs> um, okay, so 211, currently streaming on Amazon Prime with Nick Cage, blah, blah, blah. Um, already, like the very first thing, the very first thing I see in this movie, 
is something that Sam hates. <laughs> I yelled when Sandra and I are watching it. She doesn't always watch the movies with me, but she decided right. she wanted to watch this one because it had Cage in it. Sure. Um, I screamed green computer screen action typing. Is this 2003? Is this 2003 action typing right at the beginning? And this yeah, if followed. I would not have seen, if I would not have seen Justin actually like start the movie, I would have thought we were watching Hackers, and I was like, oh, "What the God. fuck is this? Yeah, this is supposed to be a cop shoot 'em up movie." Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd be like, "Justin, I burned our copy of Hackers. How did you get another one? <laughs> They're out of print for good reason. It's banned in America." Um, the other thing is. It really sucks. Is what they're doing is like the office space heist. They're stealing insignificant amounts from very many, many, many accounts. Then that eventually pulls into a large amount of money. Um, and so the entire time on screen is a progress bar for transferring. And she's still action typing over the goddamn thing. If you hit buttons while something is taking place, you're probably going to stop the thing from taking place that you're trying to because stop, stop, you already did it. <laughs> it's almost like if you're doing this on a laptop, you want to have like a box uh -huh. that's a disguise for the computer that you put over the top of the laptop so no one can touch any part of the right. laptop triggering its action in action to stop. You're going to blow your whole heist here by flopping the keyboard around like your goddamn Liberace. Also, there was a really bad medium wide shot where the actor was just like standing behind her nodding. And I'm mm -hmm, like, wow, mm -hmm, you're not working in this town yeah, again. Right. And you're in Bulgaria. Oh, man, this guy stinks. This boss guy is real bad. And I liked it. Um, so, th so they're hacking this money out and they're about to leave uh, the close up shop. And they've got a bunch of guys out front. They're in, I don't know if we mentioned, but they're in Afghanistan. Uh, it takes place in Afghanistan, this part. And there's a bunch of guys I out front with guns. I couldn't find that out until I was reading. I was like, there's rocks. And what is this? Where are we? Literally like, said, they mention, I think, in the movie, they mention it, but like. Afghanistan. Uh, oh, it just God. shows up on the screen, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. right as the scene. It, like, it wasn't up there very long, but yeah, it was a big white lettering that was like Afghanistan. Yeah. Okay, well, if, so it, it, it was in, if, it, if it was in Times New Roman, I probably ignored yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and it was Comic Sans. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, they walk outside. They got these guys with guns. All of a okay, sudden, I just, I just want to comment here. We we walk outside. These guys are still in millions of dollars, right? Uh huh. And, and they've got four shit boxes. Uh huh. Out there. I mean, not a one decent car. They're all these used piece of shit cars. Okay. And some humdrum soldiers. Have you seen much about Afghanistan? Are you familiar with Afghanistan, Jackie? It's not no. fucking Dubai. Like, usually the shots you see of guys with guns in Afghanistan is in the back of a fucking Toyota truck from 1987. These are nice cars in Afghanistan. Oh, fuck, there are nice cars in America right yeah, now with the, the price you... of the used auto market. Yeah, yeah all right, all right. Like, oh, is there a mute on her? Because she's, she's slinging out some real, uh, yeah, these cars aren't good enough for these villains. <laughs> what? Okay, so yeah. they walk outside. They're about to leave. Shit starts happening. Cars are exploding. 
Bullets are flying. Some dude's got a 50 cal. This was like, what the fuck? And this plays in later. He shoots a fucking 50 cal at, a, at a, the window of a freaking GMC Envoy. And it like pings off of the glass. <laughs> like, I did not sh- like this. What? <laughs> and then like another I guy have... has got just an assault rifle. It shoots through the glass. Like, wait, no, that the, the 50 cal oh, is get- weaker. And then later they're like, they had five, five, six, two. So I was like, no. And then later in the shots, there's 308s going in there. I'm like, if you're shooting through doors, it's a 308. What the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh. So all this Don't shit's- let a snowboarder write your action movie. <laughs> he can direct it. He can direct it. He, the action sequences were competently directed. Guys getting constantly foiled by Jack Sparrow. He's not capable of directing this film. Um, So they all they get into this one car. The, the two bad guys, the guy drives it, and then all of a sudden, a fucking backhoe comes out of nowhere, and the guy's like, no, it does the Austin Powers thing, doesn't steer, doesn't try to avoid, doesn't hit the brakes, just drives right in the goddamn fucking teeth of the backhoe. There's a head, front end loader. A front end loader, thank you. Uh, his yeah. head comes off pretty good, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah this thing was... was going slow, so he had total time you, to maneuver. It was just dodge, sad. You can dodge a front end loader. They are not... Not a Porsche. They're not. But if you had the right angle, maybe it's like one of those fish that like lay around for two months and then just grab you at the bottom of the ocean. Mm, okay. All right. I, Took a like. Oh, I didn't see that front end loader. Yeah. I, I didn't see that. My first day 14 on the job. Foot tall. Yeah. Yeah. 12 ton piece of machinery. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Okay, so uh, so the lady gets out. She runs away. She gets shot in the back. Uh, the other guy, he spills out onto the ground. And these mercenaries, these are our villains. They come up and punch him in the face. And they say, hey, you screwed us over at that job in Turkmenistan or whatever. And now we want our money. And he's like, what do you guys want? And they're like, $1 million. And I'm like, again, Dr. Evil, what's going on here? A million. That, okay, fine. Pay him. Just here you go. Here's a million dollars. I'll transfer it over. Give me my phone. But, but, but I just stole like $5 million. Don't shoot me. Bada bing, bada boom. And they're like, no, let's do it the hard way. Blap. And he's dead. But they say, and I put this together later. They made all the wire transfers collectible, cash collectible at a strange bank in Uh a small town massachusetts and so i had when writing the notes accused the bank robbers of being idiots because i was like ask him for the password not the but he transferred it to cash on a single pickup and they did get the name of the town out of him and then they shot him so that Sort of works. Not really, because I have a serious problem with this film that we'll get to the end of it. Uh, You just... So you're saying that all of the action typing led to this $1.36 million, like all of it went into one bank? That they transferred a bunch of different accounts into Uh a single account, and then the instructions on that were it was to be paid out on cash on a certain day at a certain branch in a certain place. And that totaled up to $1.36 million. 
maybe because that's what the heist is later is 1.36 million dollars they he didn't like have five other bank accounts that he was putting this amount of money into <coughs> just this one is that what you're saying yeah, so it's a multiple heist on the computer. The compi heist is very articulate. I just need to know the, if that's the only amount of money. I think so. Okay, this is stupid. All right, let's move it's on. It's dumb. We'll, we'll circle back to this later. Uh, in Kabul, we're introduced to this Interpol agent, uh, Lady Hot Pants, I'm guessing. Uh, and she's uh, she's doing some Interpoling. And she gets picked up and uh, she just the world doesn't understand Interpol movies understand it less mm -hmm, sure. is that it's an investigation. It's a global investigation firm, basically uh -huh. um, started in Europe. They don't carry guns. They don't do shakedowns. They don't do anything that they actually fucking do detective work and find the stuff. And then they give information to uh FBI, local, whatever, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then enforcement is done by those agencies. No, that's so, not how it works in the in the movie, Sam. In the movies, it's always like, I'm with Interpol, and I've got a, a Walther, and you're like, yeah, I don't know. You have a laptop, and you don't usually go on site. Yeah. Or if you're on site, that's where you're stationed to help coordinate investigations with the current global techniques. No, in the movies, Interpol has license to kill and they can go anywhere and judges and warrants don't matter and they could assassinate Vladimir Putin if they wanted to. And also, like, you get the utmost de dis disrespect by other agencies. Oh, the Interpol uh, fuckholes are oh, here. Yeah. These Euro trash cocksuckers <laughs> don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Okay. Uh, so she's taken to the scene of the murders that were at the beginning of the movie to investigate. And she's like, oh, shit. What were the calibers of this wep those weapons? And they're like, 5.56. Five, and there's a 50 caliber. She's like, oh, I know who this was. <laughs> Based off the calibers of the butts. <laughs> yep. These men were using military caliber. Oh, okay. I know who it is. Yeah, I know. Any one of any soldier of fortune working currently in the globe. No, I've seen this before. One of those guys or ladies, okay. if they're so inclined. So I have a theory about this, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Because she's carrying around these four guys' uh, pictures on, you know, with the, one of those uh, key ring yeah, type yeah, things. Yeah, right, right. I think that she has a crush on one of them, Ooh. and she's kind of hoping to join their team eventually. Mm -hmm. little, and so she's like, uh, "Patty like, Hearst action." Yeah, they're like action cards, right? Like baseball cards or whatever for uh -huh. her. She's like, and on the back you see all the things, the bad things that he's done, and these are the bullets that he uses, and these are this is this one's favorite type of pizza, and she just loves these. Four she's games. got Stockholm yeah. syndrome without the kidnapping. She keeps calling them, being like, "Guys." Don't kidnap me. Please don't kidnap me. And they're like, will you stop calling? Seriously? We're never going to kidnap. No, don't kidnap me. That's not a problem. We're not going to kidnap you. But I mean, don't, please. <laughs> yeah, she She's whenever... like, I'll be at the coffee shop at five. Yeah, if you're going to kidnap me. <laughs> <laughs> 
whenever she hands the key ring mounted flip book over that's uh, press and press laminated, she's like, that's press and press laminated that I got at Kinko's. They don't have Kinko's anymore, so I have to have those back. Those men are important <laughs> to me. And then somebody's like, it's just the FedEx store now. And she's like, yeah, they don't carry these anymore because it's irrelevant, but I need these in my hands. All right. So back yep. in the States, let's uh, let's not do this scene by scene because this is one of those uh, slice of life uh, um, like introduction with lots of exposition. Uh, it sucks. This part really or is terrible. Okay. It's asylum grade dialogue yeah, that goes right. nowhere and yeah. means nothing. Yeah. So it's just and introducing characters. Burn and answer this question. Mm-hmm. What do you get with a millennium that you don't get with an asylum? A real explosion. True. There you go. Uh, so Nick Cage. Yeah, all this stuff is all this stuff is for is to make you care about the characters. Right. So let's do this. Nick Cage is a cop. He's an old beat it, you know, ugh, about to retire. Two weeks from retirement. He's Danny Glover. Uh, he's got a daughter that they're on a uh, tentative, like uh, tenuous, I don't mean tentative, tenuous uh, relationship. And uh, she's married to Nick Cage's cop partner. He's also a cop. And they are, have a baby on the way. Revealed just today. Oh, and the mom. The mom has died of cancer. That's right. Nick Cage's wife died of cancer, and that's what led to this tenuous relationship with his daughter because she's like, hey, uh, so mom died, and Nick Cage is like, never speak to me again. She's like, "You." he wasn't even strong enough to be the strong one when she needed him. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. You don't know what it's like to go through cancer. Like, maybe he was really nice when you weren't looking. Yeah, behind your back. <laughs> Secret. Secret niceness. Yeah, like, maybe he was bringing home, like, pot and stuff that he would mm-hmm. get from bus and be mm-hmm. like, it's okay, I know it hurts, just smoke this pot. Yeah, doesn't want the daughter so, to know. So, I mean, yeah, he might have been working those overtime hours to yeah. get drugs for his wife. Yeah, good call. For all good. we know, he could have been a real upstanding good. Yeah, stop throwing stones at a glass house, stupid daughter. He could have been, and we're also introduced to our quasi-sidekick hero mm-hmm. that Kenny. I can't take seriously. <laughs> no, Kenny's not yet. I'm talking... Oh, Kenny we is skipped over side- Kenny. We'll go back to, okay, right. we'll go so back back to, to Kenny, because Kenny. Kenny's right. actually legitimate sidekick, because he does <laughs> actual police work at some point in this film. Um, <laughs> whereas husband, son-in-law does not. Right. Uh he also has a poofy step cut. A poofy step cut. Yeah, they have the same haircut. I do not like his haircut. No, it's... Uh, is that what Johnny Bravo had? No, Johnny Bravo had like... So that's the thing. He's got the the old step cut when it was big. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a low fade on the side, which the low fade is a bad idea to begin with. Okay. But it's a low fade that goes lower in the back. Ah. So you make your head look like a a, a large, bulbous, strange item. <laughs> and then he's decided to make it taller in the top. So he's basically told his hairstylist to make his head look as big as possible. Got it. Okay. All right. But then also keep his hair off his ears. <laughs> Barely. Well, you know, they do that, Sam, because if you've got like a, uh, a rounder face or if you're fat, uh, they teach you in hairdressing school. That you should poof out somebody's hair as big as it can go to distract people from their weight and their 
their fucked up face. Mm. Okay. That's uh, honestly that's what they teach you. Yeah. It so, sucks. So it's like the it's fug- stupid. the fugly ladies getting bolt-ons, you know? Like, hey, whoa. I don't even see your face that has been ran over by a tractor. How about that? Yeah. Ah. Okay. So, uh elsewhere, we've got we we get Kenny, our actual sidekick of this movie. Uh Action Kenny as I like to call him. He's uh, getting picked on by some bigger kids. Kenny's uh, 16, so I'm assuming he's either a junior or sophomore. Uh, He's a a brown kid, so they don't like him because he's in Massachusetts, and that's one thing this movie gets right. Hey, oh, talking to you, Boston. Stop being so racist. (laughs) Right? Anybody else? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so they're shoving their hands. Justin, those Bostonites are bean eaters, dude. They like Boston beans. It's a real thing. Gonna glow, just just blow past it, Sam. Just uh, getting that uh, <laughs> the, the Patrick Swayze semi and just rah, rah, right through that joke. Okay, roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a disease. <laughs> so, uh, so Kenny's getting his head stuffed in the toilet. And he's had enough, and so he clocks a kid right as the teacher walks in. So his mom gets called in. She's told, hey, we're going to expel him, or he's got to do a ride-along because of also racism uh, so that he doesn't end up on the streets. And she's like, dude, I'm a doctor. He's He's got straight A's, scholarships. No, but uh, he could get into that crack, you know, because uh, I've, I've seen, uh, I'm, you know, from the Boston area, and uh, I know what happens to the Durkies. There's also so much about, like, this starts a thing where there's, like, some racism that will sort of get addressed and mm-hmm. sort of mentioned. Right. There's some, like, disconnect with uh, school faculty and the students that sort of gets addressed and never, or sort of gets mentioned and never addressed. But the teacher comes into the bathroom after this kid's being bullied, uh-huh. and he sees three seniors... And one 16-year-old in the bathroom, and one of the seniors is laid out, Uh and he's like, that kid is a violent menace. Like, no, he knows all these kids. He works Uh at the school, and he's like, you're fine, Kenny. All right, dickheads. Guess guess this one's not for free, because he just laid out your budge. You want some of that? Hmm? You want Which some they of can't me? do anymore. No, I, I, I I'm not so anymore. sure about that, Sam. Because of the they yeah, can't do that anymore. I, I think like, that that's not. I think that this is actually accurate. It's just what I saw. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it's you, kind of like bullshit. oh, there was violence. Yeah, there's no common the, sense anymore. Yeah. Right. I I fear I fear the repercussions when my son enters that stage of life on what I'm going to do when someone accuses him of wrongdoing, and I've got very good evidence to the contrary. I am going to go ballistic in the principal's office. I don't want to think about it. I it's don't want to think about it. It's not going to be good. It. Yeah, it's not going to be good. No. Okay, so uh, uh, so he's got to go on this ride along to be taught a lesson. You don't want to go down and be like these pieces of shit, you know, to scare him into, uh, what's that called? Scare him into, scare him straight. Scare him straight. Yeah, yeah. Scare him straight. Yeah. So, uh, uh, of course, he's going a ride on a ride along with our buddies, Nick Cage and his uh, son-in-law. That's that's the setup for this movie. Oh, also, his mom Officer is actual a cut. medical doctor and she works at the hospital. That, that comes in. I think later. she's the head nurse. Yeah, I think she is. And she can only be the head nurse because she's black. Oh, no. Because <laughs> one of the doctors is like. 
I'll look at it later during the yeah, emergency yeah, scene right. where white ladies yeah, are allowed to run in and interfere in any way yeah, possible. Not a You're absolutely right. All right. So Agent Interpol, she uh, she comes into town. She goes to this gun shop and she's like, oh, hey, big boy. She's doing honeypot on the gun owner. She's like, I like, I like, uh, like sixteen AR-15s and uh, a couple, a couple M4s and maybe a, a rocket launcher. Um, you remember that scene in Commando where he breaks into the gun store? Well, I want all that. And the guy's like, uh, bitch, I can't do that. And she's like, oh yeah, well, have you seen this guy? And he's like, nope, never seen him. And she's like, uh, that's him up on your wall. That's, hey, your bad guy buddy. Uh, you put his picture on the wall. You're a dipshit. That's that guy's a that, he's a villain. You got his picture up on the wall. So now she's she's given her phone number out uh, after yeah, she shows him the okay. flip cards, and she's like, "I will be at uh, at McDonald's at about six thirty to pick up my ice latte, just in case anyone wants to kidnap me." All right. <laughs> <laughs> They have ice lattes at McDonald's. They do. Oh, if if they don't, it's going to be really easy to kidnap me because I'll be standing there still waiting for my ice latte. If they don't have the ice latte, I'll be the one who looks like me with the chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't worry, I won't order sauce so that I won't get their car all dirty. If if it's the last time I have McDonald's, because uh, after that I'll get kidnapped, I'll be real upset. Um, okay, so. Uh, she gets the I- info that she needs where this guy's at because she points at a picture on the wall like, you're dumb. If, if you're going to be associated with global terrorism, probably don't put your hunting pictures up there. Um, I'm assuming that that, well, that animal was also poached that you're standing over uh, for your Tinder profile. So, uh, you know, try to keep on the up and up, stupid gun owner, gun shop owner. Uh where are we at here? So uh, the banker. Oh, yeah. We also uh, the banker. He's got an anniversary. Everybody's two weeks from retirement in this goddamn movie. Right. There's a point that I have to mention where uh-huh. uh, in and they even do it in voiceover. And it's Nick Cage that does it in voiceover. Or it seems like voiceover. They just had it. They they overed the shot. But he's like, I'm glad it's not you or you. And the one guy goes. Why? Because I'm black in reference to uh, the one step cut dickhead being the father of his grandchild that's on the way. And he goes, yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, I guess this one's owning it. Okay. All All right. right. (laughs) So the banker, he gets this load of one point three six million dollars is very, very dialogue exposed that it's 1.36 million dollars in the vault uh the mercs they've got a warehouse and they're locking and loading they've got 50 guns they've also got the commando thing and uh they're stacking up their their uh gmc that they're putting uh the all their stuff into and they're they're almost ready to go uh one of them beardo we'll call him uh he goes into a coffee shop that's vaguely uh placed locale wise and uh sticks a bomb under under the table like it was a piece of gum. Yep. This is the guy with the Johnny Bravo hair. No, that's not Johnny Bravo. This is Beardo. This is Beardo. Johnny Bravo's the cop. 
but he's not Johnny Bravo because Sam Johnny says Johnny Bravo has good hair. Way better. Yeah. It was just a tall, uh, dapper Dan flat top. Mm-hmm. Now, he stick he like busty waitress comes over and she's like, Can I get you anything else? And he's like, No, but I'll give you this twenty. Uh now let's put ourselves in the in the shoes of a of a global terrorist. Would you give that waitress twenty dollars? Like, I know this twenty is gonna blow up later because I just stuck a bomb under this table and I'm gonna blow up this whole coffee shop. Uh or would you think, oh, I need to overtip so that she likes me. Because the, also, if you overtip, she's going to remember you. But you're thinking that she's going to be dead. Which do you do? I think he fell victim to the size of her bosoms. And oh, he's he just like, here's like a 20. <laughs> uh, I write a check. I write a bad check. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's what I do. Because this place is going up in flames. That check's going to get burnt. And I'm not going to have to pay yeah. for my lunch. He's like, this check won't bounce. It explodes. Damn it. Fuck. No, that one sucks. I'm really burning through the money here. Yeah, I'll see myself out. This check is. uh, Nope. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's really. You can write this check to blast. Yeah, no. That sucks too. This check's going to be a hot one. That's not even a joke, Jackie, that you're just saying words together now. Like, we're getting further away from the actual joke that is probably sitting there. Here's the actual joke. Okay. Here, let me write you a check. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid not, sir. This is a coffee shop. I'm afraid not, sir. This is a different century than where your checkbook came from. But he's, I just got two for one at the bank. They had a Thanksgiving bank sale on checks. What am I supposed to do with these checks? I'm loaded on checks. Thanks, bank. I should have gone to Macy's. Okay, so um, uh, the cops, they go to the station and they all need to see HR. That's my comment on that. Is there HR in a cop shop? What's the HR equivalent to a cop stuff? Internal, investi- Internal investigations. investigations. IA comes in on grabbing somebody's ass. Yeah. Being racist. Yep. IA? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's I thought IA was like, these cops are dirty and we got to take them down. And they start by nipping it at the bud when they have a guy who's footloose and fancy free and grabbing asses. Like, hey, we can prevent this problem from getting bigger right now. What if he's Fired. like, what if he's like super cop, but grabbing asses? I ain't still going to be like, oh, we're coming down on you, Mikowski. What is super cop? Like, it's like a like helps in the community. Like Frank Heflin. Writes yeah. valid traffic tickets. <laughs> Does his job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a super cop, Sam. <laughs> So well, he better not grab asses. They're gonna make him put on oven mitts, you know, the ones that are really stiff that you can't move, so that he turns into an ass slapper instead. But it does stop the ass grabbing oh, it, for a little bit. It only encourages him yeah, to, yeah. to. He becomes a full molester. At yeah, that Jackie point. doesn't know how the cop mind. a larger feel to feel through yeah. the oven mitts. She doesn't understand the mind of a 
of an adult male. Uh, I just think it would be like really disappointing if on your first day of IA you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna bust dirty cops. Uh, I'm gonna go down to Jersey and I'm gonna find these guys meeting with bags of money under bridges and I'm gonna bust them. Uh, and and like your first case is like, uh, Phil said Janice's ass is fat. Wait, what the fuck? What? I I gotta come in here and be a manager of adult children? Am I a? Well, they probably. I mean, fat ass jokes are probably just in HR, but then HR no, has to report it to internal investigations. Okay. All right, they do have an HR department. That's what I'm getting at. Do they have HR? Yes, according to Sam. Okay, so uh, so the boys they pick up the high schooler. He's in the car. Uh, they stop at a gas station robbery. It's just a just a quick little uh, uh s- s- cigarette steal, and the kids. We get introduced to his phone. He's got an obsession because he's a teenager in the uh, in the modern world. Uh, he's recording everything. That comes into play later, which is super stupid because the secure we get a view from the security camera too that is catching all of this on tape. So the kid's just mm-hmm. double recording at this point, right? And, and yeah. then when well. Nicolas Cage bitches about it, everybody's got a camera up in my face. I'm like, Are you fucking stupid! Like every store, every street. Every ATM has a camera in it. You you are not safe from being video recorded. You're going to get busted eventually. Don't be a dick. No, I can't slap people around anymore. Damn it. That's what he's bitching about. Yep. Yeah, those are the breaks. I mean, if, if you're a cop and you don't want to be recorded, there's a reason you don't want to be recorded. Unless you're like really like you, you've got like eczema or something, you're like, oh, don't fuck up my Instagram account. Don't show my eczema. Record me from this side of my face. Get my good angle. That's the only reason. Like, you're beating up guys. If you don't want to re record it, it's because you want to beat up guys. That's it. So, Nick, you probably should be like, actually, it's a pretty good thing because I'm actually a good cop in this movie. I've never been IA ever. Well, and what the hell is he bitching at? Because they make them wear body cams now. That's what he's bitching well, this at, is... Jackie. Also, we have to remember that this is Chesterfield, Massachusetts? Yeah, it's in, it's in Ma. Chesterfield. Chesterfield. There's probably like 60 Chester somethings in When they in go to get Ma. the M16s later, I'm skipping ahead, but I'm like, they don't have those. In Chesterfield, Meh? Why not? have to call in a SWAT from somewhere else. Uh, Matt doesn't have guns. What are you talking about? A small bedroom community like this wouldn't have a SWAT team. Oh, I don't think it's that small of a bedroom community. I think it's pretty. They got $1.36 million sitting in their bank. Uh, that's more than my bank has. If? No, they don't. They had $1.63 million in cash transferred to that bank by request. Okay. Right. Either way, you got to have the uh, the ability for it. They got a SWAT team of like 60 people. I don't think it's that bedroomy. It's not like uh, it's not like Cape Cod or something. I think this is just a normal town in Ma. Chesterfield. Did you see uh, his house at the end? That's not a fucking sergeant's house. No, but uh, Chesterfield's... Yeah, I I want to say Chesterfield has like four or five hundred thousand people in it. It's not that small. It's north of uh, north of Boston. Not that they far. pick on black people. It's they, a very yeah. rich community. Yeah, they, exactly. Okay, so um, uh, uh, where are we at? Okay, so they're they're do- going about their thing. Um, the Mercs have now busted into the bank, 
fairly straight up heist. Get out on the ground. Uh, we'll shoot you in the face. Uh, toss all your cell phones in this trash can. Uh, bank manager, unlock the vault. Uh, or we'll shoot you in the face. And he's like, okay, it's only 1.36 million. We're FDIC insured. Like, uh, don't care. Have it. Goodbye. Yeah. When they first go in, the lady, the first teller, stares down a guy with a gun mm-hmm. and slaps the alarm. Right? Or the okay. let you in button. I wasn't real clear on that because there's no like alarm sequence like back at 911 dispatch. Sir, there's a break in at the bank. Like, because the police don't show up. The only people that show up are Nick Cage and Sergeant Son because they're across the street getting some coffee. Their alarm system doesn't work. I think it's the you can now come into the behind. She pushes a button that's under her desk, which implies that she's got two buttons under her desk. One that that lets you in the the gate. And the other one is that alerts the police. She chose to push just one of those buttons. And they're like, and they don't shoot her. But it's such an an aggravating noise that's like let in. It should just be like, doop or click or whatever like <laughs> now you can come in here it's like when they first had the debit card slide ins and you oh yeah stick it in there and it was like whoop, 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 whoop. you're doing it wrong take your card out or you'll die <laughs> cut the red wire <laughs> okay so uh so there things are going pretty good at the bank as far as the heisting um until nick cage uh is like wait a minute that guy's parked illegally Let's go check it out. So he pulls up uh, and the kid's in the back, right? And he's like slowly creeping up. This sequence takes a long time because it's spliced mm-hmm. against other things that are happening inside the bank and elsewhere and all this. So they're slowly creeping up. And instead of just being like, oh, hey, Gary, the, the cop, you're parked in the red. Why, why don't you just go park in a parking spot? This is a bank. In 2020, well, 2018, whatever. Oh, even better. There's a loading zone like 10 feet behind him that doesn't have a red that he could have parked in and arose no suspicion. Park, just just move the car. Just move the car. Instead, this guy gets out and he starts prepping his fucking Tech 9 or whatever the hell his gun is. MP5. uh, MP5 at the, uh, at Nick Cage and Sergeant Sun. You idiot. I mean, I'm going to get to this later, but these guys are bad at crime. They're not good. They're not good. Well, and the doofus is back. They're loading up the money. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. uh, Nick Cage's son. Uh, He's loading it so slowly. I mean, it's just like this is supposed to be a five minute job and he's back there like maybe I should count it. Uh, the money I don't know. Is, this bag is saran wrapped together. It's not loose bills. It's stacks. It's saran wrapped stacks. You pick up the entire stack. You put it in the bag. You get out. Help my friend load it. Why hasn't he loaded it like eight minutes ago? What's he doing back there? What is he doing back there? Also, flashback. Seven minutes ago, screen time. They get themselves some coffee, and they uh-huh. don't get the kid any cocoa? Right. Eat shit, <laughs> step cut, dickhead. Ah, uh, man. Well, it's because they're racist. They're thinking, oh, well, this kid wants a 40, but we can't do that because we're cops. He's like, what do they drink at Kwanzaa? I don't know. I just won't get him anything. 
God damn it. Okay. So, uh, Nick, uh, uh, they see the cop come up and they're like, shit, uh, let's blow the bomb across the, Jackie and I thought it was the same coffee shop that they got coffee at. I put this together a little later. If you're actually going to do this right. So there's certain aspects of this heist that would kind of make sense, but there's a bunch that doesn't, especially the exit sequence later. Oh boy. Um, if you were going to create the distraction that would alert all officers and bring all of them, you would do it on the other side of town. Right, but you would also do it before you even walked into the goddamn bank. You got five minutes. Clock starts no, now. You Beep. wouldn't. You wouldn't. Oh. We got five minutes. If something goes wrong, below the other side of the town, you just got us five more minutes. No, because the cops are going to suddenly be like, oh, I got to stop this bank, stop busting this bank robbery and drive across town. No, that's you send all the cops before you even get there. They're over on the other side the of town. Across town blow up thing. And I'm with only blow it up if you have to. Jackie, See, where are you at? I'm in the pick something that's on the other side of the parking lot that you can observe because they're going to surround that area and they're all going to be facing away from the bank. Focused on that while you finish loading up the money and walk out and drive away. Why not blow it up on the other side of town? Why blow it up right next to you? That's a terrible idea. And that's why my bank heist is going to work, unlike these two buttholes. Uh, nope. Oh, oh, God. Well, when there's crime, we can only face one direction. Is Jackie's Also, plan. these guys have shown no um, connection to human life. No, no, at no, any they're, level, they're bad guys. Why haven't they just shot everybody? Grabbed the money that everybody. was so easy yeah. to grab and, and drive just off. Walk out, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really stupid. Yeah, and at one point, okay. the security guy has obviously passed out, or he's just taking a nap. It's unclear, but they shoot him. They just shoot him in the back for no reason. <laughs> the security guard was unarmed, right? That you've got the money. Nobody is causing you grief. He, in a previous shot had either died of a heart attack or fallen asleep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, he was he was non-coherent either way. And they're like, shoot yes. that guy. There was eight women laying on the ground that were more dangerous than this guard. Yeah, because you know that they've got hairspray or perfume or body spray or something like that. They could spray it in their faces and blind yeah, them. There, uh, <laughs> there's a... An 115-pound woman laying on the ground that's got something in her purse more challenging to deal with. And she's wiry and fast. You got to worry about that. <laughs> yep. All right. Then this really fat security guard who has fallen asleep, unarmed, laying on the ground. All right. So outside, Nick and uh, his sergeant's son are shooting at this one guy that's shooting at them. And uh, kids in the car, get down, get down, Kenny. And uh, Sergeant's son tries to dodge away. He's stuck in the car for a little while. Nobody, none of that cares. What matters is we got to move on. We're at, uh, an hour on this thing already. Um, uh, he gets shot in the leg. And I'm assuming Gray's femoral artery because you get shot in the leg, you're probably going to be okay unless it hits your femoral artery and he starts if bleeding out. If you hit somebody directly in the center of the back of if you're talking center top bottom and center side to side of their leg there's a lot that can go wrong but yeah. we'll discuss this later okay. this is a bad shot it's also a nine millimeter it may be armor piercing nine millimeter True. we see that it goes through 
So there's this is not a good place to get shot. Um, I'm is okay there, with it. Is there ever a good place to get shot? Uh, your ex-wife. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, then the guy that shot him, this guy's also an idiot because, and Nick Cage is a terrible shot. They're, they're both, he, Nick Cage is behind cover. This guy's just out walking around. He Oh runs- no, he's <coughs> the, the best part about this gunfight uh-huh. is that the guy Beardo has used a parking meter for cover. Oh, yeah, the parking for three quarters of the gunfight. Yeah. And it's like a two foot by it's probably like an eighteen inch by twelve inch space mm-hmm. that would only guard part of his head and part of his chest, and they can't hit him. No. Uh so he runs over, shoots this lady out of her car who was just sitting there during this whole shootout, like instead of driving away, because we see her get in the car. She just stands. Yeah. She's just hanging out. Uh, so he shoots no, her. No, she was, she was texting. She's like, "Oh my god, there's a gunfight! <laughs> oh my god, can you guys believe this?" And they're like, like "Are you driving away?" I'm like, "No, I got to text all you guys." Yeah. Like, hold on, there's a guy at the door. Oh my god, he shot me. <laughs> so he carjacks her, and then Nick Cage shoots him in the head, and he crashes. Okay, so that's one bad guy down. Okay. Uh, backup arrives, not SWAT. We who we've already seen get locked and loaded. They went to the cop shop or the bomb shop, the coffee shop that blew up, which is not their job. The investigators are unpresent to this point in the movie and shall remain unpresent. There are no investigators happening other than the Interpol lady. SWAT is at the bomb shop that has already been exploded. Hey, any bad guys around here that we need to take care of? No, just just secure the area from... Uh, dust. Yeah, the bombs already gone off in the air. What What are we doing here? What is SWAT doing here? We're in protective gear. We've got the shields and the face mask thingies and and smoke grenades and flash grenades and uh, you know, our big guns. What What are we doing here at this bombed coffee shop that could have just been a gas explosion because nobody knows because nobody sent an investigator. Why are we here? Where's the fire department? Yeah, just stay. Yeah, where's the fire department? Always show up first. I mean, seriously. Uh, We got a 211 at a bank across town. Can you get here, SWAT? Nope. We've got to stand here. I don't know why. We don't have a fire department. There's no fire department. (laughs) We're trying to put the fire out with our guns. (laughs) It's not going well. Oh my god! All right. Okay, so I got a so, stupid but, question before uh, we move on. What what's the difference between the police and SWAT? The SWAT is police, Jackie. It's just a division. Special weapons assault team. No, so, special weapons and tactics. You ignorant bastard. So do they just deal with like snipers on a roof and? They deal with the shit you see them do in the movies. That's what their job is. They get in the in the heavy gear, then they they bust into places with their shields and their big guns and their face masks. But in real life, they usually actually don't show up in the like unless you're in a major metropolitan area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like here, um, there's just certain officers are designated to SWAT, mm-hmm. and so they get the the SWAT code goes out, and then whatever they're doing. 
They've already got their gear in the back of the car. They just converge. That is correct. That is correct. Okay, so um, the Interpol lady, she goes to the bomb scene, and she talks to the the busty waitress, and she's like, oh, yeah, I recognize that guy who gave me a 20. Uh, it was that a good thing for a villain to do or not? I'm not sure. And she's like, and the lady's like looking down, and she's like, hoba, 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 hoba. <laughs> Wowie! <laughs> she's like, here, let me light your cigarette. I dropped it between your cleavage. Let me do that out with both my hands. Excuse me. And part of my face. It's really deep in there. I'm just going to have to get all this off of you. She's like, have you ever wanted to be kidnapped? Can I take your photo so I can add it to my brain? <laughs> okay, so. Um, the Oh, God, I can't. The Mercs, uh, they're shooting at cops. Uh, lots of they're, they're sticking their heads out. They got sniper rifles and pew pew pew. They're shooting off guys. Uh, Nick is managing to dodge the snipers' rifles bullets by while getting the med kit out of the back of the truck because of course new dad has been shot in the leg and he's bleeding out and he's gonna die on screen. Uh, tell my wife I love her. Meanwhile, Kenny has taken his last will and testament via video uh-huh. and uh, this teenager is also holding the tourniquet. And I'm like, the weakest Kenny, one of you is holding you the tourniquet. Oh, it's a tourniquet, so you tie it, and you expect to save the life to lose the leg. Mm-hmm. That's what a tourniquet does. Right. Um, that's where, like, in first aid, any level you take, they're like, if it's front end, they'll be like, oh, we don't talk about tourniquets here because there's a consequence to doing this maneuver, and it's that You've decided that the only way that you can save their life is to take their limb. Uh-huh. Uh, either way, they've tourniqueted him twice by Bo- the end of this. Both legs. Weird decision. <laughs> and then he decides, you know what? A really nice thing above the headboard in a retirement isn't enough for my family. Mm-hmm. I'd like my wife in the bin and my daughter to be scarred for yep. life. Yep. Oh, Let record. them watch me die, Kenny. Yeah. Oh. Record me dying of a gunshot wound. And then, and then he, you know, he does the, uh, uh, and then Kenny's like. Oh, got it. Oh, oh, it smells. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, cop food out his butt. Oh, is that many, how many hoagie sandwiches and donuts were in there? Oh, bleh. <laughs> All on camera. 15 bear claws and a chili dog right out the back of his pants. Oh, God. Uh, I've always wanted to puke during a gunfight. So I'm, I'm a little jelly. <laughs> Those are words that have not been said by humans until today. Okay, so um, uh, the wife and daughter, uh, wife slash daughter, uh, she sees the news and she calls uh, the dead dad and there's no answer, of course. And SWAT is still not there. The shootout has been going on for quite some time. Uh, cops are not, I mean, like bodies are falling everywhere, right? Cops are getting yeah. shot in the head, the neck. Uh, the dick, I'm assuming. And uh, they, they're like, we got to retreat. So they, they, they grab dead dad and, and start pulling him away. 
Um, and Kenny dives into the car, this car, because he's, uh, he stops to grab his phone or something. He drops his phone and like bullets hit the ground and he's like, oh shit. Oh, there was a point where Kenny was running and then there was like a sprinkling of bullets and you did uh a little tap dance and you're like, oh no, Kenny, no. (laughs) He's like, I'm too fast. It's like, oh wow, a nineties blazer. I'll hop in here. (laughs) Yeah. So Kenny's left behind. They get dead dad in the ambulance. Uh, and he drives off and the daughter, she's like, Oh no, I got to call. I got to call my tenuous relationship father. So she calls and Nick is like, it's not looking good, baby. <laughs> He's at St. Luke's. That's how he did deliver that line. Just like it. Yeah. And th- He's not going to make it. It's all my fault and your <laughs> fault and his fault. And I lost Kenny. I lost Kenny. Your husband's dead, and he has a dipshit haircut. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> so Kenny, his phone's dead. He's gonna call out because I thought it was because he's like, this I have one job. Horseshit. I didn't even I, bother. No, 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 not up. the horseshit. I think that Kenny's whole thing in this movie is he's like. I will sacrifice my life, but I got to get this video on Facebook. <laughs> I got to upload this so that somebody sees it. That's what I thought that this where we was going. Yeah. But instead, he hotwires his goddamn phone to call his mommy. <laughs> With a nine volt battery, nine volt a battery. set of keys and like there's just no MacGyver uh-huh. would piss on this. And MacGyver, <laughs> when you look back at it, you're like, none of this would work. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. I'm pretty sure phones are 12 volt, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's 12 volt. Everything's 12 volt, yeah. And that 9 volt battery's not buying you a fucking can of dicks. Jackie's like, uh, oh boy, I hope he doesn't electrocute himself. And I'm like, it's a 9 volt battery, Jackie. <laughs> Why do we even have 9 volt? Sam, how many, like... When was the last time you used a 9-volt battery? Fire fucking alarm. Fire, fire. How long do those batteries last? Like years, because that's yeah. what a 9-volt does is it drains slow as fuck. Oh, I, are you kidding me, man? I'm always needing 9-volt batteries. I think that they're the worst batteries on the planet. They're always dead. Why is... Is they're always 10 years old whenever you find a dead uh, one? That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. I also I remember that as a kid, putting him on my tongue... You know, daring the other kids yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, they're very low voltage. You're not going to. It's like, oh, that feels weird. He's not going to get shocked. Um, Unless he shoves it up his butt, which is what I would do. So, yeah, could be careful, Kenny. <laughs> you never know. You know. Unless you're daring. <laughs> I mean, if that's your thing, if that's some people masturbate with a uh, belt around their neck, Kenny, if you like shoving up batteries and getting shocked in the butthole. I I think you just started a new sexual fetish. I might have. I might Maybe have. Maybe have done it. Like you're you welcome just, to the internet. You wait, you edge yourself mm-hmm. until you're right yep. there and then mm-hmm. nine volt right on the bunghole. Yep. Report there it is. back to us. Let us know. Or don't. <laughs> Talk at stinger <laughs> 4chan will let the internet know if we were right. We're good here. Uh all right. So the, the so Dead dad is at the hospital. He's on the operating table. Triage is like, hold on, bring this lady in that's been shot in the neck. They've set up for triage. This lady is dying, but we're not going to worry about that. They've got doctors around dead dad. 
And mom, the wife comes in and she's like, get the hell out of my way, doctors who are saving my husband's life. I'm here. <laughs> she can't make it through the first set of double doors. Oh, my God. What the What hell? the fuck? He'll never survive unless I pet his face. No, yeah. his, his, he's bleeding out. Where the, you get, like, security. Oh, my God. Also, you're a bad wife. Jackie, if I'm ever shot in the leg and I'm bleeding out, just stay out in the waiting room, please. Let the doctors do it. Oh, no. You're not well, qualified I, to uh, I mean, my face. If you have a pension or something, if he dies while I killed my duty, I get all this money. Fuck him. <laughs> she's blasting through doctors <laughs> like she's Jerome Bettis. <laughs> Boof! Boof! Get out of the way! Boof! <laughs> okay, alright, so... So, uh... Doc, Doc Mom hears about Kenny being stuck in the car. Like, oh, we're looking for Kenny! Because this dying cop is like, I'm bleeding out of my neck! I thought that I was going to survive this movie, but I'm not. Uh, give me Kenny! And Doc Mom's like, what did you say about Kenny? So Kenny calls Mom, and she, he's like, oh, Mom, I'm scared, I love you. Just stay there, Kenny. Uh, the SWAT is still dinking around. They still have not showed up, and it's night outside. It, they stop for lunch. Mm -hmm. What the hell? And dinner. Well, they have to set up that whole trailer and then unset it up mm. and then reset it what up. What a bunch of jackasses. And the Interpol lady, she arrives right as Nick Cage is going full cage here at the SWAT team. Like, where have you been? Where were you? Well, first ah! he's, Why did you take so long? Oh, that's great. Yeah, at first he's trying to be all professional, but then he just sounds mm -hmm. like he's taking a shit. Like, uh -huh. my partner and I were first to arrive on the scene. <laughs> and then he then he freaks out like you guys are just doing. And then his speech goes back mm -hmm. to being cagey. So it's like, okay, great. So he finished pooping his pants, and now he's ready to mm -hmm. yell. And she, the Interpol lady's like, if your men go in there, it's a trap and everyone will die because these guys are so four chess moves ahead of you that uh, they're expecting you to attack and that's going to lead to them to dropping their secret weapon, which is uh, a cruise ship with uh, a bunch of criminals and they both got bombs on it. They're going to like, who, you know, like she's telling these guys like they're fucking Joker. Yeah. They're and jokers, but not they the would joker. Have been that <coughs> when they send the hostages out the front, she's like, he put something in my pocket. And the SWAT team guy's like, oh my God, what is it? And he pulls it out and it's a note and it says, we've been gone for an hour. Yeah, we left. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, uh, this, uh, she's, uh, okay. All right. So th then they shoot the bank manager in the head because why? He was just too lippy. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He was like, "Go ahead and shoot me in the head," and they're like, "Okay." Why didn't they shoot him to begin with? Like, why? I don't understand these villains in at all. Well, the thing is, they weren't. They had the armor. They had the armor to get out of there three times. Probably still get caught eventually, but they wouldn't go down like they're about to go down. Had they made a move. They had three opportunities to make a move already. They also could have made a large distraction with the armaments they had and try to evacuate out of the back, maybe. 
Well, because the cops aren't in the back. Like we never see the back. Right before what's happening in the back? What? Right before There's something what happened behind this building? The, right before they shoot the manager, they're hanging out in the vault. The hostages are in a totally different room by themselves. All three of the bad guys that are left are in the vault together. They've got <coughs> the cops have eyes via security camera. Maybe call the bank could be like, go out the front door, hostages. They're dicking off in the vault. Nope. Also, like, maybe one of the hostages is like, looks around the corner and says, they're in the vault. Let's go. These guys are bad at crime. Or, hey, or, let's shut the goddamn door while they're in there pissing and let's moaning. Shut them in there. To suffocate. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Weston, have you got all the money in the bags yet? I'm not done counting it. Goal. <laughs> Can you count to a million? We're going to find out. I've lost track at 160 twice. I mean, we've seen some guys that are bad at crime, but these guys are real, real bad at crime. Uh, and it only gets worse from here, believe it or not. So SWAT's ready to go, and Nick Cage is like, well, what about Kitty? And they're like, we don't care about Kitty. We're going in. Uh, Kitty's not your problem anymore. Uh, well, I'm going to make it my problem. So he locks and loads, and he's going for Kenny. He's got a big gun. And uh, He takes one of their guns and is yeah. like, hope nobody needs this. Because uh, I'm taking it now. Uh, that's... Steve, where's your gun? <laughs> hey, we ran out. <laughs> I don't know. I have an eggplant. <laughs> I'll throw it first. It'll be a good distraction. Steve's like the hockey player where he loses his stick and like has to just kind of skate around and like, oh, I'm still playing hockey. Right, guys? No, you don't have a gun, yeah. Steve. <laughs> Worked in slap shot. Right. No, guys, I'm part of SWAT too. <laughs> It says so on my shirt. Steve, go get a gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the Mercs. <coughs> Excuse me, podcast listeners. I've got a terrible phlegm cold. All right. So the Mercs, they send the hostages out. They do the bomb thing like Sam said. They stick a bomb in, in the bank assistant bank manager's uh, pocket, a C4. And the cop grabs it. And uh, he just like, oh, no, and runs. This is fucking comedy gold. He doesn't he chuck it. it. Doesn't chuck it. Keeps running slowly while looking at it. And he would have eaten. He would have taken a face digger. And it would have been hilarious if it wasn't more hilarious because he was staring at the bomb that was <laughs> telling him I'm going to blow up right. like two inches from his face. Like. What do I do with this? Boom. It blows up and then oh his God. body just falls to rest. And you're like, wow, that was not what to do there. No, it sure wasn't. So then the SWAT team throws in grenades. Yeah. Or no, the SWAT team <laughs> throws in tear gas and they're like, okay, we've got the tear gas down. And then like eight grenades come out and blow them all up. And they're like, blow them up. oh, fuck. <laughs> what? Guys, better shields. Like, you, you're trained in this. Don't you have, like, the, you guys have tanks. You guys have the rolling, like, blow through. You yeah, have fucking grenades. We're SWAT, bitch. You got no, I mean, look, if we'd showed up, if those two guys with their SWAT tactical gear in the back of their car showed up at 1 o'clock, like Sam was trying to explain, 
That would be one thing. We have had all day to prepare for this. We've got the white tank with the battering ram that's going to go. And then guys are going to pop out of turret guns and just. And Steve is going to Steve is going to be like, hey, guys, can I join? And, but Phil, Phil's going to do the, the bullet chandelier thing from the top and just. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, instead, they're so late because after they set up everything outside of the non-existent crime scene. They stopped to investigate a cold case. Right? <laughs> Still no leads on this one. Oh, no. Wait, is that 1974. Still no leads. <laughs> All right. So uh, that, now the now the merc- mercenaries, they've ran out of the front of the building. Uh, two of them get shot up and killed. They take some cops along the way. <laughs> but now there's only one. This was the most pathetic is, escape ever. We're just going to run out one at a time, bad. and we're going to zigzag through the parking lot. They'll never see us coming. And hope to, they, they don't have a vehicle. They 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 have nothing. They don't have a vehicle. They're just going to run out there and be like, you'll never catch me. I'm the gingerbread yep. man. Before they even try their escape, they shoot out all the windows on their own behalf and lose, like, half of the blinds. And it's like, okay, well, they can see in there now. Right? That wasn't it. I mean, and so the last bad guy comes up, and he's got Nick Cage dead to rights. Uh, Nick Cage has him dead to rights. They have each other dead to rights. They both empty a clip at each other Uh from a range of 25 yards, and nobody gets shot. Yep. And Kenny shoots the bad guy. Right. He's about to plug Nick Cage. Kenny plugs him. And then the Interpol lady, she stands up and shoots him in the head and the back. And then like five cops run up and start prepping him. Like everybody the, shoots him. No, there's him. like a bank of cops shooting the man directly at an angle where they'll hit Nick Cage and Kenny. Oh, I know. Ah, dude. The angles in this film, the, where Nick Cage is getting the uh, the emergency supplies out of the back of the trunk, and the guy it takes a sniper shot. The angle is from a spot that he would be able to shoot both Kenny and Sergeant Dad as well. It's from the side of the car that they're on. Is the yeah. camera shot? Like, god oh, damn it! <laughs> All right, so Kenny's. Kenny's the linchpin in their grand scheme that they couldn't account for. <laughs> because it seems to me everything is going according to plan for not Johnny Bravo until Kenny comes out of nowhere. And they're like, wait, where's that 60? 60- oh, <laughs> what's a 16 year old doing here? You weren't part of my plans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my God. And the daughter. She comes down and she hugs Nick Cage because she's like, I left my husband who may or may not be dead to hug my papa, which yeah. the hospital just happens to be within running distance from this crime scene, apparently. Also, the head nurse left in an emergency situation to see her family emergency right? with her son. Yeah. It was yeah. probably okay. Phone calls, guys. Phone calls. Could have been could have been taken care of. One year later, Denimois, uh, surprise, uh, Nick Cage on his birthday, I guess, or whatever. Uh, surprise, I'm not dead, said his partner, because the son didn't die. Bigger surprise, he still has legs. He still has legs, despite Kenny's 
poor tourniqueting. <laughs> and Kenny is there with his mom, and they're all besties. Oh no, mm-hmm. they're 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 they hooked up. Dick Cage is his new dad, Jackie. That was clear from the beginning. Yep. Yeah. New dad. Ding ding. She'll do. <laughs> Have okay. you ever put a nine volt battery on a man's anus? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Second date. You brought that up. Yes, I At have. McDonald's. You'll do. Um, all right. Questions time. Jackie, we'll start with you. Is this the idiot plot? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, let's just get into how bad these guys are at crime. Because, A, two things. So things go wrong, right? Which is uh, the plot of many bank heist movies with the guys and the cops and all that. Things go wrong. uh, A variable that they didn't account for. Parking illegally. Uh, Okay, fine. I'll allow it. I'll, I'll give a hall pass on that one. Things go wrong. They have to take the hostages. A... Nobody calls the bank and says, okay, we got to bring in Samuel L. Jackson to be a negotiator and says, what are your demands? Nobody says, what are your demands? A chopper. And now it's $6 million. That doesn't happen. Also, like, what about like going out the back door or anywhere else? The roof jump from rooftop to get the little, you know, your guys are super mercs. Uh, the clotheslines, the choo, and then you zip line down the anything. But the front door is their plan. I don't know what what was their their plan. Even if things hadn't gone wrong, was to just go out the front door. The alarm has been raised. Like I mean, this is a bad plan, and it gets worse. They shot the guy that knew where the money was at the beginning. I had to give them about 10 hall passes that there was an actual transfer to an actual bank done by a computer that probably wasn't capable of doing it. Yep. It gets worse. This is the worst bank heist in film. Would you guys like to know why it gets worse? I keep hinting at it. Yes, I would. Profits! It's $1.36 million. That's what their haul is. Divided by four. Now, yes, what the guy out in the car dies, and so it's going to be divided by three, but their initial plan is $1.36 million divided by four. They know that number, which equals $340,000 a piece. Now, whoa, hey, uh, you know, they're, they're you know former military. They're not making huge amounts of money. Uh, you know, like we did a few weeks ago where we kind of, haul past that these guys though have something else it's called expenses they have got they're out a hundred grand a piece not a hundred gram a piece sam multiple hundred grands a piece to do this job because a they've got the equipment okay right their smoke their their grenades and their and their guns and their tactical gear and their bags and their you know all their night vision and their scopes and all that sort of shit that they've got right their comms their c4 their remote detonation devices and all of that costs money that we don't know about because we're not qualified to make that determination because we don't know shit about how much c4 costs do we i don't think we do and the remote controlled devices to detonate it. And I don't know anything about that sort of shit. Plus the little bomb that blows up the, the coffee shop. That was a pretty big explosive device. I'm assuming that was a huge ton of like, let's chalk. Let's say that's C5. That's really explosive stuff. Uh, 
Well, and they're then, also out plane tickets from killing the guy at the on, beginning. Hold on. Hold on. This is my thing, Jackie. God damn it. They're also the warehouse. They had to rent that warehouse. They've got a paper trail, which means if they've got a paper trail, they have to have an unpaper trail, which means that there's bribery, laundering, all sorts of shit to do that. Then there's also bribery and laundering to get those weapons and supplies in because you can't just go down to the gun shop and be like, oh, yeah, I'd like to take some C4 out of your hands. No, you got that guy who gets you the commando supplies, but he's dirty. He's taking a giant cut because he's a huge risk to ta to sell you yeah. C4 for your bank heist plan. Then there's the flight to goddamn Kabul, Jackie. <laughs> a flight to goddamn Afghanistan that you came back from with zero money. No money. You had an RPG that you blew up cars with and you came back with zero dollars. None. These guys, I my estimate, 125K each is what they're pulling out of this bank. I think they lost $48,000 each now that you talk about it like that. 48 that like 40 just they're 48? in the hole 48,000 dollars a piece no i think that they're in out of the a hole of like two or three hundred thousand dollars okay maybe this is a one million dollar job just to make 1.36 million dollars i i will say no, i'm saying it, that it actually cost them about oh, 1.75 <laughs> they, they actually lost money on this job if they didn't die it's good that they died it's they lost insane. so much money on this Think about Danny Ocean, and yes, Danny Ocean was pulling a lot of more money than this, but the amount of back support that he had to have just to do this tight, this, yeah, it's a big job, but I got to have a lot of fucking things. Think about heat, how the, the heat goes into the expenses of pulling a bank job. These guys are nutsacks. Well, and you know, I, I really feel like these four would fly coach to save a little bit of scratch. <laughs> I don't think so at all. I don't think these guys are flying fucking first class because they think that they're fucking big shots because the Interpol agency is telling the world that these guys are big shots. Well, I mean, let's be realistic. I've never ridden in first class, but I'm assuming that their toilets are a lot nicer than code. Yes, you have. But go ahead. We took first class on our way to London. We got bumped. No, we put we did business class. And no, we did right. uh, executive class. class. Is first class. No, that is first class. No, oh, we our seats were slightly more leg room and slightly wider. That's not first class by and any stretch unlimited of the imagination. Booze. No, yeah, we did not get unlimited whatever. booze, you weirdo. These guys are not coachers. They're dickheads, Jackie. They are dickheads. They spent all the money that they weren't going to make. This is this is the idiot plot. As idiot plot as it possibly gets. Just ask him for his password. Ding. Okay, there you go. Probably, movie doesn't exist. Sam, question. He probably doesn't have a password. It's one, two, three, four, is. five. I have the same combination on yeah, my luggage. Right. right. And, and uh, your would, free so checking So we talked account. about the blowing up thing of yeah. the coffee shop. Would it right. have been better if they would have blown up their own base of operations as a distraction? That would have been like, you already paid for it? I mean, then you're like no evidence and stuff. Yeah. God damn it. Ugh. I would, see, ah, we we aren't even criminals, and we're—I mean, Interpol, Interpol's chasing down these guys. No, these guys trip and blow themselves up. You gotta watch Barry, Sam. You gotta watch Barry because these guys are in Barry, and it's hilarious. 
<coughs> Hilarious. HBO. Barry. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, speaking of recommendations, final recommendations on this uh, 2.11. I'll start with me. No, I didn't really like it. It's cliche and trite and nothing is contributed to the good of film in either direction of this, whether, I mean, for good of bad movies or good of good movies. This is just a flat out don't. Even Nick Cage said it was a don't. He was like, that's disappointing. <laughs> um, Sam. Yeah, it's a don't. I mean, if you're a completionist of Nick Cage, but that's not really a thing, right? You're going to do it anyway. No, you can't. It's impossible. It's it's hard. It's bad because it's a don't, and it's only 87 minutes long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of gunfighting, and it's like, how did you not do this at any level of entertainment? Because there's 30... Nick Cage doesn't show up for fucking 20 minutes. There you go. Yeah, that's the the movie part. doesn't start for 40. Mm-hmm. So all of the gunfight is you're you've it's lost you by the time it even happens. Yep. Jackie. Uh don't. It, it was I, I'm with you both. It just wasn't entertaining enough. It usually Nick Cage movies for me, they hold some kind of excitement. But this one just seemed like I'm mailing it in. He didn't even mail it in. I mean, he just kind of casually dropped some paper by the front door on his way yeah, to the toilet. Got, uh, I mean, it wasn't even, he didn't even four use a, paid. he didn't even use a postage stamp. He was just like, yeah, here you go. Wadded up piece of paper. That's what you get. Now, let me ask you guys this. Would this have been a do if the bank heist was a very small factor of it? We don't even know anything about the bad guys. It's Nick Cage has this kid on a ride along because there is a good genuine seed in the back in the car where the kid confesses like, yeah, I'm getting beat up. And Nick Cage is like, yeah, I would have kicked that guy's ass, too. You know what? You you and I might have things, some things to talk about. And there's a whole nother movie where they build a relationship and then he like fosters this kid you know uh not foster in like foster kid but like uh teaches um, him how develops to fight him and no 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 not even that but like bam, bam. Not, but no that you're talking a shit movie again i'm talking about an actual good movie God damn it. goes to the principal takes care of the bullies and like becomes this kid's father actually on screen that i would have liked as a serious nick cage performance and i think he would have liked doing that movie better than this one yeah, there's a number of things that you could have done. I think the primary thing that you could have done to make this better was make it an actual Nick Cage movie because <laughs> he doesn't show up for the first 20 minutes. That's a big one. That's a big one, yeah. All right, so on streaming news and notes this week, uh, Jackie and I actually had a movie Sunday, which we haven't had for a very long time. Excuse me. Um, four beers in. Uh, Sam will partake on probably most of this, I would assume. But let's start with... Uh, Currently streaming on uh, Paramount Plus. I'm not even sure where we saw this because they've all now blended in so much. All the streaming services. You can't freaking tell. There's too many of them. And now we've got subscriptions to all of them. Uh, It's ridiculous. But no time to die. Jackie and I finally got around to finishing off the Daniel Craig, James Bond. Sam, did you uh, get, get around to that? We saw that at the theater. There you go. Good man. Uh, we finally just did it a year later. Um, I think it's the third best of the Daniel Craig, James Bonds, which to me puts it in a do column because the two that are bad are way don't. 
Um, but it's fine. There's nothing great about it. Uh, I thought it was an interesting plot idea concept. It was a little predictable, but uh, I liked it. Jackie, where are you at on No Time to Die? Uh, you know, my biggest concern, and I I am a feminist, so please don't send in hate email over this, but... Um, you really aren't, but you can keep saying that. Uh, fuck you, okay? Fuck you. Yeah, fuck there you. you go. Yeah, I mansplained your own <laughs> feminism. <laughs> fuck you. That's what I'm going to say about that. But uh, 007... I really hope this movie wasn't setting up 007 to be a woman next because that the, the ruins the James replacement. Yeah, that ruins the James Bond thing for me because he's supposed to be this really suave, sophisticated man with a gun and who bags all the ladies. That's that's what I like about James Bond. It's he's kind of a sexist piece of shit, and I like that. He's he's misogyny incarnate. Yeah. But that was the thing about Daniel Craig's James Bond is he really kind of wasn't. He got married twice on screen. I mean, very few bangs. I, I don't know about like, well, yeah, your guys are George Lazenby got married too. Yeah, yeah and then he she did. died. Well, James Bond gets married in in the books. So that's accurate. But like you're thinking Sean Connery, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, uh, Pierce Brosnan, um, the, the formula of first, the first Bond lady bangs, you never see her again. The second Bond lady uh, bangs and she dies. Uh, the third Bond lady, they end up in a raft together or something, and they bang. Um, that didn't happen in the Daniel Craig. The James Bond formula never really went in that direction as far as misogyny. Um, I like don't know it, that it Anna was Armas, misogyny. He didn't bang her, and he was a single guy, kind of. He was still married, but, uh, you know, they were estranged or whatever. Uh, so I, I don't know like I but I'm with you Jackie if they're not gonna replace James Bond with the 007 that was in that movie because a she wasn't good um no she was quite crap and uh the the hunt is still being talked about Idris Elba and uh Tom Hardy and Somebody else was recently recommended that was uh, much Superman. younger. Superman. was like, oh, Superman. that's a good fit. Hiddleston. Uh, Hiddleston's the guy. Hiddleston is a great choice, Sam. I have not heard anybody say that. Um, it wasn't It wasn't any of those guys. It was um, uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is now the front runner. And I, I, after that bullet train, I'd the be bullet fine train, with that. The bullet train, I, I was the same. I hated that guy in the Avengers and the Godzilla. And I, I was like, oh, dude, he was really good in bullet train. He's so, really good in bullet train. Maybe. I haven't seen maybe. bullet train. Yeah, you need to uh, check that out. Um, so we That's all, streaming now. Yeah. Where are we at on No Time to Die? I'm a do. I'm a do. I like that they also called out to um, M, the Lady M. Judy Dench. Yeah, Judy Dench. They had the little bulldog in one of the shots when he was mm -hmm. getting his car, and I have that bulldog that on my desk. Has nothing to do with them. That has nothing to do with them. Yes, it's it does. A British. It's a British bulldog. Has nothing to do with James Bond. It, it is a British. It was thing. on her desk. <laughs> it was on her desk. Okay, they, the the British like bulldogs, Jackie. They're British bulldogs. It's their dog. Anyway, I have a collector's item on my desk from that movie from Skyfall. All right, All right Sam. Sam. Uh, I mean, I can't say don't watch a James Bond movie because I even kind I of enjoy Quantum of Solace. I, I think don't I watch Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace, You're an even asshole. though it wasn't one of the best movies. I mean, movie stinks. I don't like it. I did not like it. Yeah. Um, 
the Anna de Armas sequences were a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Um, Daniel Craig was going through the motions. Yes. And it broke a convention that had been unbroken that I could not agree with. And uh, are you talking that about is the all spoilers? I will say. The spoilers. Spoiler thing? alert. You I'm didn't not you didn't like the spoiler, huh? It is a convention that has remained unbroken True. through though I enjoy Daniel Craig. It is a convention that has been unbroken through many before him, and I do not agree with it in the slightest. I think the did uh, not like it. I am Daniel with Sam. Craig. I also did not like that part. I think the Daniel Craig James Bond is basically Marvel's Agents of Shield. Uh, yeah, it's it takes part sort of, but it's it's not really part. It's it's not it's not canon. Yeah, there's he isn't so much a gentleman adventurer, and that's where it's like when you go back and like, oh, it's misogyny and crying. It really isn't because everyone in is a will. There's some points with the Sean Connery ones where it's pretty misogynist. It's pretty but, um Roger Moore is just a gentleman adventurer and mm-hmm. everyone's a willing willing participant. Sure. The ladies sure. are throwing themselves at him. Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything wrong. He's just like, I'm going to let this lady have sex with me because I'm Roger Moore and they can't I stop doing terrific. it. I smell terrific. And I, I, we've done this on the, the program before. We're, we're all sort of with Roger Moore or whatever, but it's like... The gentleman adventurer portion of it was completely unpresent in the Daniel Craig's. He was a military yeah. man. Right. Yeah. He was Commander Bond. He mm-hmm. was a special he was SAS operative. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a killing fucking machine. All right, let's move on. Three news. Let's go to the big one that everybody's everybody's talking about. It's uh the glass onion. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a do right now. I'm sure everybody else has already seen it. Uh I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I saw a commentary on the internet from I, a fellow person who is more popular than Stinker Madness on YouTube uh, that uh, I'm not going to name names because uh, I'm not going to disparage our counterparts, but uh, was very wrong about this movie, said that it was stupid and that the plot was stupid and that the heist was stupid. And my point was, all three of those things are correct, and it's awesome for those reasons. The it calls things stupid it's, directly. It it's not it's not a it's not a Danny Ocean movie, guys. It's this is a stupid caper. It is stupid, and that's it's the whole point than, of it. It's more than that. It's called Glass Onion because it's like it's supposed to be this multi-layered thing mm-hmm. about the whole Earth or whatever. But you can clearly see the inner pieces yes because everything that's happening in the world is fucking stupid which makes that's what the movie's the movie fucking about very smart you are the one that is the being the stupid right now the stupid yeah it also Sorry. it channeled um and i actually watched it twice because i fucking loved it i did too um there's a lot of brian johnson was a little um dodgy Brian? about it I, Brian I mean, so Johnson was... it's Rian Johnson Rian Johnson I yeah. don't know how to say it. it's R-I-O-N I know how to spell it I don't there's know there's no B in it, it though sorry. there's no B so <laughs> I didn't say Brian I thought you said Brian there Edward no, Norton Ryan. Ryan R-I-O-N yeah anyway he and um 
what would the James Bond? What the fuck? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. They've said that they're going to continue making these one as long as people want them and two as long as they're the people involved with making them mm-hmm. and they enjoy it. And they've said a number of things like what the inspirations are. And I've, I just can't be the only one that goes the main inspiration. This is the inspector Clouseau movies. When he's in the fucking bathing suit. How Peter Sellers was that? Oh, very. Oh yeah. Very, yeah. I love and Daniel Craig the, in this one. There's a pink fucking diamond mm-hmm. as part of the ruse. Illusion mystery. Yep. Like, Everyone, and I think they're saying this on purpose because nobody's fucking getting it. It's like, dude, we're just taking everything that was great about a shot in the dark and the good parts of the Pink Panther movies and making that again with a new inspector in a different way. And nobody seems to be fucking picking up on that. Because nobody watched, nobody watching streaming movies of this variety remembers Peter Sellers' Pink Panther. They only remember freaking. Steve Martin is Pink Panther, not Pink Panther, but Detective Clouseau, and that was movies. Inspector Clouseau. Yeah, those movies stink. <laughs> this is it. Oh, I will also say that there is a little bit of Father. A shot in the dark uh, is the little bit of Father Brown, and a little bit of the Chesterfield Manor in some of these yeah. too, with the gentlemanness he- of. There's always mm-hmm. like that one guy who's just an absolute gentleman. That would be Father Brown in the Chesterfield Manors. Um, that I really like that aspect of it. And they're always the ones at the center trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. And he's pointed out a lot of the other inspirations that go to it. But in the film, he's waving a giant flag that says the main spirit of this is Inspector Clouseau. And yes, Revenge of the Pink Panther and da 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 da. And when they got like eight deep, they were goddamn terrible. But the Pink Panther itself was pretty decent and a shot in the dark which is just called a shot in the dark has nothing to do there's no pink panther in it it is fucking fantastic uh, it's just and don't this like the film steve martins even mentioned you load it's like you put a loaded gun in a dark room and, or loaded gun and turned off the lights which happens in a shot in the dark right. and there there's a pink diamond in the whole thing and it's just yeah uh and he was upset that <coughs> they had to put knives out on it because and when you watch the movie it doesn't say knives out fucking anywhere because this movie is just called the glass onion uh next streaming do's and don't uh i'll just go ahead and give a do to is uh janelle monet do i'm i'm gonna can i sign up for the do <laughs> uh. Oh, oh, also Anna Duarmas. Sorry, honey. Like, if, if we're going to do the Friends thing where it's like you get a hall pass for certain celebrities, right now at the top of the list is Anna Duarmas and Janelle Monet. and I'm not sure who's... It's probably Janelle Monet because Janelle Monet's also got a beautiful singing voice. I don't know what Anna Duarmas can sing like. I assume it's good, um, but I bet you they both smell terrific. <laughs> they are fantastic, especially Janelle Monet in Glass Onion. I've been calling people shitheads because of her for since I watched it the first time. Because she was right. I was like, they're not disruptors. They're shitheads. They're shitheads. Like, they're shitheads. That's the thing. People are. That person's being a shithead. God, she's great. She is just so goddamn great. Like, I know Zendaya is like on the verge of being the next Americans, America's sweetheart. But whatever, whatever the like, I'm, I'm your, I'm America's mom, 
but also hot, like really hot. Chanel Monet should be that. Whatever. We should She's, have a new thing. There's like that elephant standing in the room that there's all these people on the magazines and then this person doesn't get on the magazines until late, way later when they're still super hot. Selma Hayek. Selma mm. Hayek was that hot the whole time. Nobody yeah. seemed to notice. Janelle Monet is very Selma Hayek right also now. Also really good at acting and singing. Super I don't know. talented person. Selma Hayek's got an Oscar, but I don't know if, she's, if she can sing and dance as well. Are you talking about the, uh, the governor lady? Yes, the governor lady. I Who? love her. <laughs> no. What are you? Gretchen Whitmer? Gretchen Whitmer. Great oh, rack. Gretchen Whitmer from Wisconsin. Hey, what are you talking about? Does you not know who Janelle Monet is? And also, you watched Glass Onion, the, the movie with the really hot person in it. And you're like, I don't know who that is. She played two parts, her sister, the twin sister lady. You yeah. don't know who Janelle Monet is. No, that's the first movie I've ever seen her in. That's not true. That is 100% not true. You also saw Hidden Figures. You also saw Moonlight. Uh, you've seen her sing and dance all over the goddamn place. <laughs> I No, this is the first time I've seen her. So that she's old man she, so oh she's Gary God. Oldman. She's so good. She's unrecognizable. That's right. She is part old to man. Part. Oh, my God. And hot. Like, Gary Oldman was never good looking. <laughs> but he huh. begs to differ, sir. Okay. Wow. That is that's crazy talk, Jackie. That is crazy talk. <sighs> All right. Last on streaming news and don'ts. Sam, you will take no part in this, and this will be... Uh, 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 in your interest to take no part in it, it's called Memory, starring from 2022, starring uh, the uh, Nielsen's Liam Nielsen. Liam, Liam, yeah, Liam Neeson's. Uh, don't. <laughs> it sucked, Jackie. This the, now I remember this having a trailer that was uh, actually in theaters, but I don't ever remember going to theaters. This seems like a DTV production, but. Uh, Oh, it Where are you was, at? I, you like it, the Neesons. I, I do like the Neesons, but I did not like this movie. Um, okay. It was just vigilante bullshit. Like, I've got Alzheimer's and I got to kill people before I forget to kill people. I mean, it was just like, oh, all right. And then. Yeah, but like, one of my he other... seemed pretty tight. And then all of a sudden he just went off the deep end. As far as that, like, it seems like the movie takes like six months, but it, it really takes place in about three days. And he goes from, I'm the most lethal assassin on the planet to, Dear, where am I? Yeah. And I really didn't also, I really also didn't like the, um, oh, uh, what was it? It was like, um, Guy Pierce, because we said we were going to talk about Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is in it. Yeah. I love, I love Guy Pierce. That's that's a detective. How can you not love Guy Pierce, right? I, I love that don't. guy. Um, Shitty Brad Pitt. But it was just—I don't know. It was just kind of fucking dragging and dumb, and I just and predictable and all very predictable. And also, it was really hard to root for Neeson's, like because I'm pretty sure he was a bad guy. He shot a cop. Like, oh, whoa, you scared me, cop. But he shot a cop. That was just like, hey, buddy, you doing okay in his Alzheimer's-ness? Like, there was some interesting ideas explored, but fairly badly delivered because it, I don't even know what the movie was trying to do. 
Sounds like you have a lone shooter who's senile. That's yeah. all I'm picking up on here. Well, he's an assassin. Right. Sorry, contract but killer. then he becomes a senile lone shooter because no, he's lost he's, his shit. No, yeah, he, he knows what like, he's doing. He's going after these people that tried to keep to that killed a, a child. And he's going after or everybody. Did he kill the child? He's going after for everybody that was involved in this case, and he is killing them off one by one. That's what he is doing. But then he's also I'm, fucking crazy. I'm still not sure if he didn't kill the child because it was the they the ballistics said that it was the same gun that he's running around killing all these other people with, and then he has like a flashback where he dreams about killing the the child, and so he's does killing- he kill himself by the end of it? No. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Well, kind of. Sort of. Yeah. Kind of. Then that would be that he did kill everybody involved. Yeah, but I figured uh, it out I mean, for you. I don't know. It, it wasn't good. Uh, stay like Neeson's isn't back, unfortunately. Like, why does he Neeson's- keep trying to be action man? I, yeah, he can go back to being action man, maybe, but he needs to put on a cardigan and do a serious role. He needs to do a it's serious time, role. It's, it's time, time for... he. It's been how long since he did uh, the psychology <laughs> movie? What's, oh, what? Love uh, Actually? No, we're not talking about that one. We're, he was great in that one. That one on this podcast. No, we don't talk about that here. Uh, are you talking about uh, the, uh, the, the Freud, the guy that after Freud, the... Carl Jung. Carl Young, the sexy stuff. Yeah, that one. Okay, with uh, Anna Karenina, whatever the hell her name was. What's it's her name? Been That's not Carl over, Young. It's like that was Kissinger. Kissinger. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. You're right, right, right. What the hell was her name? Not Natalie Portman. She hasn't been in a movie in fucking twenty uh, years. Kira also, Olga Kirilenko. Kira Knightley. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Kira Olga Kirilenko. No, um, yeah, Kira Knightley. I like her too. Uh. That was got it. Why that had been fifteen years ago? Yeah, he hasn't put the card. He needs put to put the, card- the cardigan put on the for cardigan a role. In. Put the cardigan. It had been probably fifteen years since between that and Schindler's List. Put the cardigan on. It's it time, can't have Liam. been Kissinger. Kissinger was fucking Nixon's PR guy. What the fuck are you talking uh, about? No, um, <laughs> Henry Kissinger. He did bang a lot of ladies. Um, Believe it or not, ladies loved Henry Kissinger. And if, you, oh. if you've ever seen a picture of him, you're like, what? Everyone loves Kissinger. Nobody loves Kissinger, Sam. He was a bad, horrible person who was just as bad as Pol Pot. Killed scores, hundreds of South- Southern Asian people for no fucking reason. Henry Kissinger was a fucking scumbag. He could burn in fucking hell, but ladies wanted to see his penis for some reason. I don't know why. Um... Yeah. Anyways, unrelated to the sex guy that Sam is now looking up on his phone. I was going to end the podcast. Can't I can't find any- it because yeah, the internet only knows him as action guy. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares about what that movie was. But okay, don't on memory. Uh, next week on the show, it is my pick. I got nothing. We'll see what it is. I got something lined up, but I just can't remember what it is. So enjoy your week and get to the chopper.